Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today on this Wednesday morning. We've been talking about prayer, how to pray, how to pray for others. Yesterday, I hope you listened to that message. If you haven't, go back and find it, how to pray for lost people. Very, very important message, and I felt God gave us some very important instruction on it. Today, we'd like to pray, talk about how do you pray for other believers? Usually when we pray for believers, we think, you know, we can't ask anything. And God has given us great leeway, hasn't he, that we can pray for all kinds of needs in our lives, and we should pray for them. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 tells us, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And so this is a scriptural thing to do. In everything, let your request be made known to God. And this, you know, usually these requests are temporal things. You know, we're sick and we want to get better. We're having financial problems or we need a better job or we pray for a relationship or, uh, you know, some sort of circumstance, some sort of difficulty that we're going through. And we should do this. This is certainly fine and appropriate. But have you ever stopped to think about how Jesus and what Jesus prayed for people? And more specifically, do you pray the same things for people that Jesus prayed for people? It's a good question. Because I've been in a lot of prayer meetings, and I've rarely heard people really pray and cry out to God for the things Jesus prayed for us about. We'll be looking at that here now, and tomorrow we'll be talking about what did Paul pray for us. And again, I'm going to say the same thing, that, all, that I, I rarely hear people praying the same request that Paul had when he prayed for people. The, I would assume these are things we should be praying. So today, Jesus, what did he pray for us? And I'd like to look at John chapter 17. Of course, this is the last prayer of Jesus Christ. My Bible is called the High Priestly Prayer of Jesus. It was his last known prayer that we that that's recorded in Scripture that Jesus prayed. This was shortly before he was betrayed and um, and taken into custody before then being tried and crucified. And so he he cries out to John in John 17. He cries out to God. He lifts up his 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 uh, voice to God. And he's praying. Who's he praying for? Look in verse 9. I ask on their behalf. Who? Well, he's talking about those who are his followers, those who believed in him. I do not ask on behalf of the world, but of those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all things that are mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. So Jesus' prayer was focused on us believers. If you're a believer, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a believer, this is what he was praying for his disciples. And then look in verse 20. I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for all those who believe in me through their word. Well, that's you and me. So the request we're about to see, Jesus was not general for the world, but for those who would believe in him, those who were believing in him, and those who would believe in him through their word. That's us. What did he pray? Let's start with verse 11. I am no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, and, and 
that they may be one even as we are. First thing he prays for us, keep us in his name. What's that mean? I think he's simply saying, Father, I pray they'd stay Christian. They're going to have trouble. He talked about in the world we'd have tribulation. The world, he, he goes on in a little bit, few more verses, and he says, the world's going to hate you just like it hated Jesus. And we need to pray for one another that we would be faithful. My goodness, you know, we, we believe, most of us, I believe in the assurance of salvation. I believe in the, that if you're genuinely saved, that your salvation is going to be lasting. I don't believe that you fall in and out of salvation. And because of that, we can be maybe a little bit apathetic or we can assume such good about per people that once they make a profession of faith, we don't pray such a prayer that they would stay faithful. They would stay in the name of Jesus. And I think we should. Indeed, in our day and age, we're seeing more and more people that seem to be falling away from the Lord. High-profile people, leading, leading worship leaders, songwriters, ministers, people who who've written books, who now are having doubts, and some confused, some have even crossed the line and said they don't believe in God anymore. Friends, pray for one another that we would remain in the name of God. We would remain in the name of Jesus. We would remain followers of Jesus Christ. That's an important thing to pray. Pray it for people you know. My goodness, doesn't hurt to pray that for your pastor. Can you imagine... If your pastor would suddenly be overwhelmed with doubts, confusion, fall, and he would fall away from, can you imagine the damage that would do to your church? We're still in a spiritual battle, and, and even solid Christians can face real onslaught. Keep them in prayer. Don't, don't overlook this for anyone. Second thing he prayed, verse 15. I do not ask that you would take them out of the world. Jesus is saying, I'm about to leave the world, yet we're still in the world. We are not to be of the world, but we are still in the world. And of course, he has sent us on mission into the world. But so in this context, when we're in the world still, what, does he, what should we pray for us? Verse 15, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So we are in the world. We are on enemy, we're in enemy territory. First John chapter 5, verse 19 tells us the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Friends, you and I are often behind enemy lines. And so he says, I pray, he prayed for us. And we must pray for one another. Keep us from the evil one. Another way Jesus prayed this in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. Lead them not into temptation, but deliver them from evil. This is something we should pray. Father, protect people from the evil one. We have a spiritual enemy. And to be honest, in and of yourself, no human being is a match for him. Jesus conquered him at the cross. We are in Christ, and therefore we can stand in his victory. But without him, we're toast. And the devil's a crafty, 
tricky. And many people who think life is fine and they're doing okay, they're still in the clutches of the evil one. We need to pray for one another, pray for our brothers and sisters. Father, keep them from the evil one. There's a spirit of deception of our land, in our land, friends. And it's affecting the church. It's affecting young, the youth in our church. Things that 10, 15, 20 years ago, many of us thought could have ne- would never enter into the church. And churches are beginning to reevaluate how they think about all kinds of issues that the Bible clearly says are it's black and white. They're sinful. They're wrong. And yet, there's this deception. We need to pray for one another that we would be kept from and protected from the evil one. How do we do that? The next prayer he had, verse 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. We need to pray for one another. The third thing, Father, sanctify or set apart, make people holy through the truth. He keeps us from the evil one. How does he do that? He, he protects us by the truth. Well, his word is truth. Of course, this is why we come here every day. I've said it again and again, and I really believe it. That's why we need to be in the Word of God every day. We need to be building our lives on the Word of God. The enemy is subtle, but he's brutal. And the the enemy is, is, he's evil. He is the evil one. And he will work against us. And so we must, to be sanctified and protected and strong, we must be in the truth of God. This is our spiritual weapon. One of our major weapons, the truth of God. We have truth on our side. And indeed, as we know, our world seems less and less interested in truth. So many people, even in the church, it's just about how you feel. I even have people, I I try and be alert to this myself on campus. People always say, you know, I I feel Jesus, I feel all religions are the same. I feel uh, Christianity is no better than any other religion. And I often urge them, well, that's how you feel. How do you think? Because our religion is based on truth. It's not based on feelings. Our, our, what we believe is the truth. And you might have all the faith in the world. We talked about this last week. You might have all the faith in the world, but if your faith is not in what's true, it will profit you nothing. A little mustard seed of faith in the truth will take you a long way. A whole mountain full of faith in what's false won't get you very far. Sanctify them. Father, we pray sanctify them in the truth. Might we pray for other Christians. Might they be people of the word of God? Might they not neglect the word of God? Might they build it into their lives? Might they believe it? Might they be set apart and made holy through the truth? Sanctify them in truth. Thy word is truth. Our third prayer. Our fourth prayer that Jesus had for believers here. Verse 20, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those who believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me, that we might be one. Let's keep reading, actually. Verse 22, the glory which you've given to me, I've given to them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you've loved me. So, number four, we pray that we would be one. We'd be one. 
We've talked about this before, that in, in Scripture, the focus is on oneness. We, we're different people. We have different gifts. We have different abilities. We have different strengths. We have different weaknesses. We come together as one, and as we are one, as the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit is one, as we who are named the name of Christ become one, we are strong. We're invincible. The world will know. The world will know when we are one in Christ, that we are perfected in unity, perfected into a unit, literally. And that, so we have this oneness together that, we, that God would deliver us from division. God would deliver us from the, the petty strife that we have towards one another. That God would deliver us from, uh, you know, we've seen before the devil's motto, divide and conquer, and how strong we can be if we stand in unity, forgiving each other, loving each other, being united with each other. And when we divide, we become weak. Verse The, the, the fifth request here, verse 24. Are you ready? Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am so that they may see my glory, which you have given me. That you, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. I think Jesus' last prayer here is, Father, I just look forward to them being in heaven with me. Jesus knew he was going to the cross. He knew he was going to die. He knew he'd resurrect. And he knew it wasn't long he'd be, before he'd return to glory. And it's that final prayer that he prayed, Father, I pray they'd be with me in glory. And so again, this kind of relates to our first request, that we pray that 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 we be faithful to the very end unto salvation and that we be received into glory with Jesus Christ. We pray for people. We pray for believers to, to stay faithful to God all the way that they, that we too would be brought safely into the heavenly kingdom. These are five things Jesus prayed for us at the end of his life. Have you ever prayed these things for people? Do these, are these things a part of your prayer life for people? I hope so. Uh, I must confess, I want them to be more a part of my prayer life for people. There's nothing wrong with praying for the temporal needs, but these are some big picture issues that Jesus prayed for his disciples. He prays, I think he prays this for you and I. And we, in our prayers for other believers, can unite together in praying these things for them. Amen. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We give you praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ and the example that he set for us in the prayer that he prayed for us. How we pray, Father, we pray for these exact same requests in our life. We ask, Father, for one another. I pray for the people listening to me this very minute who are believers in Jesus Christ. Father, keep them in your name. Keep them in your name. Don't let, us, don't let us be identifying any other way or any other primary way. We, we are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep us in this, we pray. We pray, Father, that you would deliver, I pray you deliver my brothers and sisters from the evil one. Guard us from temptation. Protect us from falling prey to his traps. Help us, Lord, to not be ignorant of his schemes. We thank you, Father, that Though we are weak apart from him, yet in Christ we are triumphant. In Christ we are triumphant. 
I pray, Father, that rather than be defeated by the evil one, that we would soon stomp him under our feet on the power of Jesus Christ. We thank you that by Jesus Christ we have overcome the evil one. We bless you. Sanctify us, we pray, in your word. I pray for each one of us believers, Lord, we would be sanctified in the truth. Your word is truth. Help us, Father, to be men and women of the Bible, of the Scripture. Help us, Father, to fight off deceptions and lies. Help us to have discernment. Help us, Father, in big areas and small, to be conforming our lives to the truth that you have given us in your word. We pray for this. We pray for this in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that we would be one, even as you're one. Help us, Father, to forgive one another when we've been offended. Help us, Father, to love one another. Help us, Father, to pursue one another. Help us, Father, to bring you joy because as your children, we're one. We're not divided. We're one, even as you're one. We pray, Father, bring your children together in, under Christ, under your banner. We don't pray for the whole world to be one. I know so, so many want the world to be one. We ask that your children in, the, in your kingdom would experience the oneness that you have and that would bring you glory. And finally, Father, we thank you, Jesus, your prayer for us, that we would one day be where you are and we would see your glory. We behold your glory and we would be there with you. Thank you, Jesus. That's your desire for us. And I pray for each one of us to be faithful to the very end and that when that day comes, you would take us into eternal glory and we would behold your glory and we'd praise you forevermore. We thank you. These are our prayers, Father. We think of our pastors, our small group leaders, those in our small group, those in our church, our relatives in our family who are saved. These are prayers we pray for them. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Hey, that's, those are some good prayers to pray. I hope you pray them. I hope you're developing a prayer list of unbelievers that you'll pray for, believers you'll pray for, and, uh, and, and include these prayers in that. Tomorrow we'll be looking at the prayer, some of the prayers of the Apostle Paul, and he had a whole list of things he prayed for too that often I never hear anyone ask for. So I hope you'll join us. If you're new, welcome. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, and join us regularly. I believe that if you get in the Word of God with us day by day, you'll begin to see changes. As we hear the Word taught and we pray over it, you'll begin to see changes in your life that would not happen if you neglect the Word of God. I believe that based on God's promises. Those of you who are here day by day, I'm so glad to have you along. I love you guys. You have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye.